0: Well hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is
1: Michelle and
0: who's here with me?
1: It's JD. It's JD. It's Michelle, always it's JD. Fucking November. How did this happen?
0: Well it's November, but it's also the wrong movie that got released today,
1: twice <laughs> twice this week.
0: Uh, we thought we were going to have to do Mastema on uh, Monday for a random Monday release, but then no, it was not an original or exclusive, so therefore the rules did not apply. We could skip that one, though it does have a really great stylized opening credit scene that I was looking forward to talking about. And then yeah, today we French. thought it would be The Tank, The Tank, and it's not. It's first slash rebirth. <laughs> so yeah. you know what? Our information uh, is wrong.
1: I, I, I don't know how our luck worked out, but uh, literally every other link I followed to see what this month's schedule would be had the right information. We just happened to pick, or rather I, and then I forwarded to Michelle, and I, I just happened to pick the one link on all of Google, which in, in fairness was the first one at the top of the list. Just... Utter, completely false information. That movie, The Tank, isn't even on Shudder. It's on either Hulu or Prime and has been on there for like a month.
0: Well, uh, (laughs) from now on, we go strictly by what Bloody Disgusting or Viral Thrills says only. I think that's a good way to to have connections directly to Shudder. They have a phone line and it's a big red phone. And when it rings, they answer and they go, hello, Mr. Shudder. And they go, yes, Viral Thrills. We need you to quickly put up the schedule for November. And they're like, yes, Mr. Shudder president.
1: Right. Or we could just wait until Shudder drops it on the first of the month when everybody else finds out, you know.
0: No, I'm a planner. (laughs) I have to have my shit in order
1: So what are we talking about today Michelle Since it's not the tank
0: We are talking about birth slash rebirth And if I'm not mistaken This was supposed to come out on my birthday this year But then it got postponed and we got the Leprechaun movie instead
1: Are you uh, So you're pronouncing the slash You're calling it birth slash rebirth And not just birth rebirth
0: I don't think I'm supposed to pronounce the slash But I am But you're going to do it anyway it's like how I refer to Dead Mouse <laughs> as Deadmau5, and I was doing it just to piss right. off one of my friends, and now I unironically do it, and I can't it's stop. Like,
1: it, it's He's like Perpetrator.
0: Perpetrator, yeah. It's, it's one right. of those where I said it, and I was like, ha, 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 and now it's it's always Deadmau5, and people think I'm a fucking idiot, which I am, it's, but I do know it's Dead Mouse. So, yeah, it, I'm pronouncing it birth slash rebirth.
1: It's room or goo. Anyway, no. uh, <laughs> birth, rebirth. rebirth. Uh, written and directed by well, directed by Laura Moss. Uh, co-written by Laura Moss and Brandon J. O'Brien. Uh, that's the I don't I don't know why I just completely blanked out. Michelle, uh, normally we would uh, uh, read a, a description like from the Shutter website, maybe, or from the IMDb, or maybe even the Wikipedia, depending on. Who's the least spoilery? But we got no fucking description because all three of these fucking places have the descriptions are super. Spo- Who writes these things, Michelle?
0: Mr. Shutter, the one on the big red phone. He's like, "Hey, uh, I really need this description I wrote," and they're like, "Oh, he's the president. We we have to kind of do it. He could man. fire us." Yeah. Don't
1: don't read the descriptions on of this don't. movie from anything if you're going to watch it, guys. It's apparently. Some this like the description on Shudder is (laughs) one sentence. You guys, they they wrote one sentence and they couldn't avoid spoilers.
0: Well who reads that description before watching the movie. Who does that, J.D.? You did. This is you. I don't want to victim blame, but it is your fault and you are so you're So
1: te- you're telling me you never in your life picked up the, the video box or the DVD box and read the shit on the back of it to see if maybe it sounded like something you might want to watch?
0: No, I always did it based on the cover, which is why to this day we'll talk about it in some of our Christmas episodes. But there is one particular <laughs> movie that is strictly a Christmas comedy, but scared the shit out of me until I was in my twenties and realized it wasn't a horror.
1: All right, now keep that shit under wraps. We haven't told these people about I the know, Christmas movie yet. Christmas anyway,
0: is coming. <laughs> I didn't invent that.
1: That's you 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 did not invent Christmas, Michelle. Which is weird because you I'd be did invent. Be a millionaire. Invent- You did invent Christmas Eve.
0: I (laughs) did. I know it's crazy. My father, the inventor of Post-it notes, also made Christmas Eve.
1: That's fabulous. Mean Girls. Oh, so Michelle, earlier. we uh, No, it was Romy uh, and Michelle's
0: high school reunion plus Mean Girls. I fucked up. You know, I've never seen Romy and Michelle. Wow. It had my name in it, so I had to, and I went, "Eh, I'm better uh, than her.
1: I have seen Mean Girls, though. Just the one time. I didn't hate it, but I have seen it.
0: I've seen it so many times. Okay. Birth
1: slash rebirth is what we're talking about today. I'm going to make this up a very description. Day. Okay, go ahead. Make up a description.
0: Uh, there's two ladies free, and their please. lives. Th- uh, there's two ladies and their lives are intertwined in a bizarre way that you don't see coming because you don't read the shutter description. Birth slash rebirth.
1: I love it. That's you yeah. should write that You should be. They should hire you to write those descriptions.
0: Oh, they would. Hate what I actually come up with I'd be like don't watch this movie it's garbage on like some of the descriptions feel oh. like this one is problematic it should not be on this site
1: <laughs> <laughs> for sure anyway uh, so earlier today I literally uh, like I usually do maybe 10 15 minutes ago just finished watching this film for the first time earlier today on our, our Facebook we were having some some interaction there thank you guys for for participating on our social media we love all of you. Uh, but Michelle said that she had a lot to say about this movie. So, Michelle, mm-hmm. would you like to, at least for right now, hit us with them spoiler-free thoughts, trademark, trademark?
0: Yes. I am so happy that we are finally at the moment that we can record and we can talk about this, because even with that mm-hmm. comment, I did not tell you if it was good or bad. No, she just said she had
1: a lot to say about this movie, and I'm I very do. curious.
0: Um. So here's what I think. Uh, When we started this podcast a year and a half ago, um, we were very concerned, or at least I was concerned. I don't think you were because you uh, had asked me to do the podcast with you. But I had concern of like, what if Shudder doesn't last very long? And like at that point, they were releasing movies every week. And that was our gimmick of doing only the exclusives and the originals. We never went outside of that. And then there came a time where it was just once a month and then October kind of picked up and they put out some quality stuff. And uh, now that we're in November, I wasn't sure what to make of what uh, we would have in store going forward. Maybe they were just putting it all into October, but it still doesn't seem like we're getting our weekly releases. What I'm getting at is that it seems like they are definitely going for quality over quantity now, five skulls.
1: Interesting. That was uh that was a nice spoiler free long end around sort of story, but I'm with it.
0: I like giving long stories. I'm like one of those memes um about the cooking recipes that you find online and how they tell you the entire life story of the person. That's me, but in everything that I do. Awesome. Is it?
1: I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I, I gotta know what you have to say
1: got. It. Uh, you would like my
0: spoiler-free thoughts, Michelle? Yep. And I'm going I'm going to take a sip of my wine so I can do a spit take if necessary.
1: Okay, so here are my spoiler-free thoughts. I had no idea at all what to expect going into this movie. What I certainly did not fucking expect is that I was going to get maybe the single best film Shutter has ever produced and released. I would give this fucking movie six skulls if I could. This is Immediately, my favorite horror film I've seen anywhere this year, I fucking love this movie. Yay! <laughs> this this movie is Yay. a goddamn... Uh, heads up, guys, if, if you were just listening to the, the spoiler-free So many trigger thoughts, warnings. So, so many, many trigger all warnings. All the trigger warnings. I and, was it,
0: triggered at a certain point. Now you're never shit. triggered.
1: <laughs> there is shit that goes on in this movie that will fuck with your soul. I don't even believe in souls, and I feel like mine needs a bath. Uh, but in in the most enjoyable is not the right word, but we need we don't have a word for the concept. Well,
0: we can get into the spoiler section, oh, and then you can define yes. it without needing a specific word. Oh, okay. Spoiler section. If you want to go see it, which we both just gave it five, and JD saw part of the description that doesn't even get into what the fuck this movie is about and was still disappointed that he knew Oh that. Yeah. So the, the one little detail-
1: yeah, the one yeah. little detail I saw was certainly annoying, but holy shit, there is, there I mean, is so fucking much was... going on in this movie, oh my God. But yeah. yes, don't watch the trailer, don't read any reviews, not even, it, just fucking go in knowing as little as possible. And then come back and listen to us tear this movie up.
0: Tear this movie up, but in like a right. positive way. I like how you always right. say tear this movie <laughs> apart, and you're like, "Tear it like, in a nice way."
1: Well, <laughs> okay. no, it's we horror, right? Into spoiler gore, now. And, gore and it's mutilation funny. is what we're all about a lot of the time. I right. love tearing yeah. movies apart. Okay, all right. so Michelle, okay. I I got to tell you, I've been waiting for this moment since oh. I finished this movie. So only about twenty minutes or so, but I've been <laughs> Not eager. Very long. Uh, please. Do that wonderful thing you do, where for the people who perhaps did not go and watch the movie first, I'm not going to name names. Jenna knows who she is. <laughs> I um, just saw
0: her yesterday. I told her we were going to bully her.
1: She's, she's, oh God, Like there, this is definitely one of those things that at some point is going to go one iteration too far and yeah, we're going to have to make some me. apologies. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> uh, please. Sum me up. summarize this fucking movie.
0: You would think that given that I finished this movie like Six hours ago, I would have had time to think of the, the the story and I never do. I never prepare. I forget that I do this every episode. So uh, okay, a summary of the movie, keeping in mind that I do have both wine and Red Bull in my system. Let's see how this goes. Uh, so Carla Espinosa is working at the hospital and uh, her fellow uh, co-workers aren't there with their shenanigans. So apparently this is going to be a different kind of viewing experience than what we're used to. Where's the janitor? What is he up to? Is he a uh, bullying uh, Zach Braff? Who knows? Carla doesn't because he doesn't show up in this. So uh, what does or who does show up is her daughter, but then her daughter dies. So her daughter wasn't there very long. Her daughter was not played by Zach Braff. Uh, And then there's another doctor named uh, Rose Casper and she is there and she... She's a strict lady. No laughs here. Definitely not on Scrubs. Unless she was like a guest star for one episode and I forgot about that one. But so she's there and she's being all strict. And then she jerks a guy off in the back the bathroom and then she steals his sperm and says, don't look at me or I'll stop. And like, love that power play. Um, And then she winds up stealing uh, Carla, who I guess for all intents and purposes is called Sealy Morales for some reason in this weird spinoff. Uh, so Rose steals Celie's dead daughter, and then Celia sure follows
1: Celia Michelle.
0: Oh, Celia, I just sorry I... for the
1: interruption. My bad.
0: Wow, no, that's okay. I so Carla, uh, she uh follows Rose home and then finds out, like, holy crap, Rose has my daughter, and my daughter is not dead, she's just in a coma. Also, Rose has a pig, so she's a badass. I love pigs, um, and then uh it turns out that rose just keeps getting pregnant and then aborting the fetus so that she can uh keep celia's uh daughter alive and then her daughter is alive but not in the way that she's meant to be and then uh rose is like oh man i can't have kids anymore because i kind of fucked up the last one and then they're like so what we're gonna do is we're going to botch this pregnant woman's results so that now she's constantly having to get uh Oh my god was the uh, angio nope no nope, whatever it's called the aspiration the thing uh angio That
1: would be uh amniocentesis.
0: I uh, think you amniocentesis. I was so close. I have wine and red bull in my system. So she has to get they that. They
1: aspirated the bone marrow later.
0: Yes. Uh, So she has to get a gigantic needle put into her womb every uh, month, which is a needle straight by her baby. So it's minimally invasive, but you are doing it multiple times and no one wants to be put through that. So she's like, we'll just keep doing this every month until she gives birth. Um, And then we'll take the placenta, assuming that lady doesn't want to eat it. Come on, it's 2023. She probably wants to chow down on that. Uh, So then they, uh, then Rose is like, well, you can have my bone marrow instead. And so they do that it's very kerchunky, and then they're like no, we're just gonna uh, go steal the pregnant woman's baby um, and or the placenta, but then she kills the baby and then now the zombie child is back, also the pig dies, and it was fucking horrific, the end
1: This movie is chaos and madness well done Michelle, I think you uh, uh, you, you hit most of the major details but guys, I cannot even begin to tell you how fucked I up this movie is. God damn it, it's here's, fucked up in all the best ways.
0: Here's my my opening thoughts. I knew that I was going to really like this um because my first notes were Carla. And then yes. uh and then uh this is a really fucked up song. So that tells you like how <laughs> I felt about this immediately. Like that first song, the Do You Wanna Go Home Now song, which isn't Uh even really a song, but it sets the atmosphere. I felt so uneasy, and that sound not that particular sound but that type of sound makes this whole thing so fucking eerie the sound really oh, yeah. really does a lot on top of the actresses and the actual story everything mm-hmm. comes together but that initial song gave me goosebumps in the bad way where I was like oh I don't like this and like it starts with a pregnant woman dying and we don't know why and we think maybe that's just showing that you know this is a doctor or this is a nurse and obviously she yeah, I in think the department yeah
1: that was mm-hmm. my assumption 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 is that this is just establishing that, uh, (laughs) the first time I saw her, I immediately thought, man, can't Judy Reyes get any parts that are not nurses? And then by the end of this movie, I was just like, she would play nurses for the rest of her life if they wrote them like this. She was not uh,
0: Smile, though, and that she didn't do <laughs> as good as this one, but that's just because this one's fucking next level. Um yeah. And then the the other thing we have not had a lot of, like I, I went into this completely blind. I didn't know if this was going to be like a kind of murder mystery thing of like who took the body. Is there an undercover like conspiracy? That's where I thought this was going. But when it starts and we're from the first person perspective of somebody dying uh, while getting medical treatment, I have a very specific niche horror that I like that I don't see very often that is first person medical horror. It fucks me up. And the fact that we started with this and then gave me an uncomfortable song and a very graphic autopsy. I was like, please take me on this ride. Please do not fall off. I was so worried because I wanted this to be good. And holy shit. It doesn't yeah. let up. You don't know where it's going. It just keeps
1: right? hitting you. Every it, time you constant... think you've you've seen the 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 ultimate development, they fucking juke and lay another level of insanity on you. Yeah, just, and like... it's
0: this this constant question of morality and I don't know where the moral line is crossed in a lot of these situations and right. i do like that it's had me thinking like at what point would what they're doing be okay or not and it asks very complex questions without beating you in the face with it
1: right because yeah the like i think one of the obviously it's it's not it doesn't play into the ultimate like a level plot of the film uh, but obviously a very real theme at play here is stem cell research, right? Mm-hmm. And the the ethical ideas involved there. Uh, and it's first of all, uh, what is uh, her name, the lady who plays Rose uh, uh, Marin Ireland? Ireland? Marin yep. Ireland. Uh Ireland. Both her and Judy Reyes, uh, fabulous, incredible performances here. They... They more or less it's the two of them for the bulk of this film, and they are fucking fantastic. Uh, But so Rose Casper, uh, very it's like (laughs) it's like if Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory was Herbert West reanimator, right? It's uh, it's uh, she's she's very much that uh, like lacking in uh, uh, social awareness sort of person. Um, I'm trying to avoid specific terminology because, honestly, I don't know what the current preferred terminology is. I know Asperger's is not used anymore, uh, but uh, I think you understand. When I say Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, you know what I'm (laughs) talking about. Anyway, um, just a a fascinating—like, she's incredible— um, there are so many. I I can barely talk about how awesome this movie is. There's so many things I want to talk about that I can't decide which one to hit. Uh, I have are bullet s- points. Should we try okay. to do
0: those? Uh,
1: let me hit one thing. Okay, and then you go. I, I was just saying if you were away. feeling lost, I, no, I had to there's write down thoughts. One thing in particular, like yeah. part of what I love about this. Obviously, the gore is good. This is and this is clearly uh a part of that new era of films where. Uh, like people like to call it elevated horror and all this, <laughs> or whatever. And it's just because, I mean, look, we all know the horror genre was dominated by real exploitation level films for a long time. But really all that's happening here, uh, and I, I'm frankly cribbing this from another podcast called The Evolution of Horror that I've been listening to for a, uh, a while now, uh, but, uh, uh... It, all they do here is they start decide, by deciding what the story is that they want to tell and who the characters are and then find ways that they can turn that into a grotesque horror scenario. And I think that's what they did here. But the way they build it into horror is... In, there are so many perfectly constructed moments in this where they do that thing where you understand what's going on right before they reveal it in the movie and you have that, oh, my fucking God. Like, like the best example is when... Because, uh, like, it's so... It's like she, she fucking jerks this dude off in the bathroom and collects it in this weird thing. And then she's fucking trying to impregnate herself. And it's like, what the fuck is this lady's deal? And then she's getting checked up on by the, by the OBGYN. And all that happens is the OBGYN asks her if she's been pregnant before and she says yes. And you immediately fucking know where she's been getting that serum that brought the girl back to life. And I just, I literally started screaming at my TV, just like, what the fuck? And that's just like, there are so many moments like that as you go through this. fucking that oh and then it's like oh shit yeah now we're gonna watch her induce a miscarriage of this baby we're gonna fucking and like i please michelle step in here i'm getting fucking tongue-tied i can't go
0: okay (laughs) starting with the basics uh the contrast between the two main characters of celia and rose Oh my God! They chose two very dynamically different people, and they hammer it over and over and over again. How different these two are. Rose is emotionless. She's logical. She's scientific. She does things for the purpose of, I guess, curing death. Kind of like what we saw in the angry black girl and the and her monster. Right. Um. Meanwhile, Celia is very uh full of emotion. She's a mother. She's compassionate. Right. Um. She doesn't. Uh, do things strictly from logic it's from emotion and then you force these two people into a situation where Celia wants her daughter back and Rose wants this experiment to succeed and now they are working together with different objectives in a way but the same objective because the objective is to keep this girl alive and make this succeed and I think Celia will do that in any terms, regardless of what her daughter comes back as. And Rose is trying to be practical, saying, we want your daughter right. back, not just a body that is moving. Right. Um, So putting those two in these situations and then seeing how they deal with the obstacles is already so interesting to watch. I mean, we see it oh, from, sure. I think it's the first time that they are on together is when they are in the elevator and Rose is already in there Celia walks in on the phone and Rose says we're going down and then it's a second later and she gets off the elevator and Celia's like why are we going down like it's such a different way of handling that situation and I think Mm -hmm. it's the first time that they're on screen together and it just sets the stage of like these are different people Um, and then uh, putting them in this situation and uh, I guess in a way they both. This might be out there, but this is what I felt about it. Um, as this movie progressed, I thought it was kind of putting it. I thought it would go heavier into this, um, kind of power play where they're both becoming her mother. Like Celia right. gave so birth to I. her. Yes. But, so did but I. But Rose. Rose is the one who is also sacrificing her body now, well, and she and is.
1: Not... Oh, well, no, I, I I agree with you. I I, I was gonna say even like from a literal perspective i started to think like is this going to be some weird sci-fi horror thing where because this serum that she's making to bring this body back to life is made from fetal tissue from her body like is are they going to turn this into some kind of like weird like like pseudoscience thing where she's like literally transforming in a sense uh like her dna is shifting and she starts she's gonna start recognizing uh uh, rose as her mother uh and obviously it didn't go that way but i'm Mm -hmm. so glad that you brought that up because yes for a while i was like oh shit is this gonna be like a who's the real mom kind of thing Yes. I also love that it turns out they both were that was fantastic
0: yes I was so worried that I was just picking up on something and making it up because I absolutely was like oh they're kind of transforming into both her mom and both giving her parts of their body like Celia did at her birth and now Rose is doing it in the form of all these supportive fetuses and then also now her bone marrow and she's like killing herself to keep this girl that she didn't know previously alive Uh, speaking of Killing people to keep this girl alive. That fucking ending. Oh, I love that this ends with not a real ending in a way. I have no idea. But what I do think is happening is very grim and not a good outcome. And when we're seeing from first person again, I mean, this movie starts with first person perspective of the woman who dies. And now we're ending with the rebirth of the child. And it's like, what is she coming back as? Probably not a good thing. We've already seen hints at it. By the way, third birth. Yeah. Oh my god. It it's intense and it's so rare right. for a horror movie to figure out how to end and this one I was I I was shook it. I was so right. shook it.
1: <laughs> well, and what I what I love about this is is I I do like that that idea that it actually becomes like Rose like I think they they try very hard uh deliberately to make it seem like Rose's investment in this is tied in with, uh, her, uh, tragedy with the way she lost her mother, uh, and all these other things that she talks about, uh, also, you know, just, uh, 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 her, uh, her personality and the way she looks at things, um, but, uh, I don't know about you, but in that moment where the doctor tells her that she's not gonna be able to ever have kids, uh, anymore, like, it's easy to see that, like, oh, she's fucking terrified uh, because she's not going to be able to keep making this serum because it has to be a specific match. But I felt like there was also a layer of somewhere in there is ultimately this idea that she wants to be a mother and how that really plays itself out in the way... Like, there's a shot towards the end after uh, uh, the little girl kills the pig, uh, where she, uh, uh, Rose goes and it's just like a shot through a doorway and she's just holding her, cradling her like a child. And then we thought that there was going to be this conflict between the two of them. But what really happens is they end up again, both being very motherly. And even though, uh, once Rose kind of figures out at least a general idea of what, and I apologize, I misunderstood. Her name, I guess, is just Celia. I thought it was Celia. Uh, uh-huh. But, uh, uh, but uh, like, Rose initially is like, she's like trying to call her and be like, what are you doing, what are you doing? Almost as if she intends to talk her out of it. But ultimately, when Celia does it, Rose... By nature of the way she looks at this, she almost has like a, like an immediate respect. She's like, okay, like she's willing to go to that level for this too. And they're just like, they're both committed and they, again, none of them are stopping to think about what this might do to the child. It's like, they, it's, it's fucking madhouse. I love it, Michelle. I love it.
0: I have, I, you just got done watching this movie. I have had, like I said, six, seven hours to process. And I have spent a good part of my evening just trying to figure out, like, how I feel morally about each component right. of this movie. And I don't know. I don't know what I consider right and what I consider wrong. This thing operates in a gray area. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, man, it is odd yeah, the, but in a the good idea,
1: way right the idea that rose is using fetal tissue and placental tissue to develop this serum and where she's getting it is that she's growing it in herself specifically to like obviously that idea is going to kick up a lot but also from the the perspective is like what would you rather what she was doing she was ultimately trying to avoid doing what they end up doing, which is having to steal it from other places you know there's mm-hmm. so there's it functions on a number of levels uh in that way uh and also I think is just uh really honest about uh a, a very common thing that a lot of stories talk about just how far parents are willing to go for their children while also being like how far you're willing to go is sometimes also a problem. You know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, this movie. I, I can't wait to go watch it again. Uh, side note, it's gory as fuck. Holy Sa- shit. This movie is bloody and fucked up. Uh, I, uh, that's also like towards the end when, uh, like another one of those moments where something gets said and I immediately knew where it was leading the instant, Uh, the the pregnant lady tells Seeley that they're going to a different hospital and like Mm -hmm. like to be treated from here on. I was like, oh, lady, this is not gonna end well for you. Now, where I thought it was gonna go, just based on all the gore and violence we had already seen, is I thought we were building to a sequence where we were gonna see Seeley just cutting that baby out of her right there in the middle of the house because I had already l- logged away that opening segment as nothing but just telling us that Celie is a nurse who works in the delivery room. And then it comes back around and it's like, oh, fuck, we are, we've already seen this. It was right there in front of our faces the whole time. This is a, it's a brilliantly written film. It's a brilliantly directed film. It's a brilliantly performed film. Uh, It's a brilliantly fucked up film on so many goddamn levels. Um, There is one thing about it uh, that I want to point out, but I think there's a solid way around it. I did have this thought multiple times because, again, a theme of this movie is a lot of the time about the... The unifying aspects of motherhood, right we get that a lot, especially with the interaction between Celie and Emily, the pregnant woman uh, and and that sort of common experience and and trying to soothe and and uh, and uh, 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 commiserate with each other. I did at one point say to myself, "All right, I know it sounds crazy, but you're a nurse." Rose is a, a doctor and you I I did at one point ask why didn't they approach Emily Parker this expectant mother and just be like look this is going to sound crazy but i promise you we can prove it my daughter died but this lady figured out a way to bring her back to life the only way we can keep keep her alive is we need a a matching donor uh, for uh, her her serum to be made. You're a match as 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 people experiencing the shared uh, experience of motherhood. Would you be willing to let us do this? Now, I understand that's the kind of crazy fucked up thing that you could probably never approach another person I was going to say, say,
0: would that work on you? I don't know,
1: man. I think when they said it, no. When they said it, No, but if they could at least convince her to go see the girl. Oh, you think
0: that's gonna work? They're saying we brought somebody back from the bed, come hang back from the dead, come hang out in the apartment with us so you can see her. You think she's gonna follow?
1: No, my my point, Michelle, is I did immediately write it off, and even if it had been a little bit more more logically solid, uh I it wouldn't have mattered because this movie is just fucking perfect. Uh, like I said, this this is easily uh right now my number one film of the year. I loved this so goddamn much. Uh and like I said, maybe uh uh it's gonna be hard for it to contend with Mad God, uh, but it's they can also be tied. hard to they're different. Yeah, it's it, they there's they're such different films. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh yeah, this is maybe the best original production Uh, That Shudder has ever done Uh, Especially when you could I think I would have to say uh, this one uh, Because Mad God was something that was already in the works before Shudder got involved And I did some quick research on this and uh, 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 Laura Moss uh, writer-director They had started developing this idea at one point And apparently uh, it was Emily Grotto At uh, at Shudder Uh, who got a hold of this idea and really pushed and drove for them to get on board with this. Uh, So fucking shout out, Emily Grotto. Holy shit. Uh, You were right. This movie is fucking stellar. So from the aspect of like Shudder definitely had a bigger hand in this movie existing, uh, I would have to say this is the best thing they've ever done.
0: You know, and I can't even say you're wrong. I, I don't so disagree. It's fucking with you. good, Michelle. It is Holy quality shit. in so many different ways. Um, here's Oh, how do I say this without talking about abortion on the podcast? Uh
1: you can't. Go ahead and talk I know, about it. I can't. The, the movie wants you to talk I about know,
0: it. I know, I know, but there's no way we can fit my thoughts into a way I, that I, will I fill an that, episode. For sure, for uh sure. here's what I will say. So there's a lot of the gray area that I talked about Mm -hmm. Um, when you talk about how they wind up killing Emily. uh, One thing I want to clarify, it doesn't really matter to me either way. Did the baby die and they took the baby or did they just take the placenta?
1: Oh no, I think, no, I think they took the baby, the placenta. uh, And here's why it's a very simple line. When, uh, when uh, uh, Celia is sitting on the floor And Rose has come back from the pathology lab. Celie asks her, did you get everything? Mm
0: -hmm. And that,
1: because I I would assume at this point, their thought process is, well, the baby's dead. The mother's dead. We might as well just take all of it and make as much serum as we can.
0: Okay. And... It wouldn't affect. Uh, I was just curious if I admit something or if it was like it did not come outright and tell you. But that is one of the the things that this movie does so well, where it does brutal shit like that, but yeah. never so outright that you're like you're not watching like a woman bludgeon a baby to death. You're not watching a, a woman cut uh, another woman's womb open and take the baby. It's not brutal like that. It's, well, the baby died during childbirth anyway, so we took it. Uh, We killed this woman accidentally in order to save this little girl. It does all these things of like, what it is the cost worth it? And right. that's why I'm really glad that they didn't wind up going down the route of she just straight up stabs Emily. Instead, it's, no, she was trying to be calculated. She was hoping the mother and the baby would live and she could take the placenta and be on her way. Um, I think that's why this works so well for me. It it toes those lines so perfectly and tells a very eloquent gray area story, constantly weaving in and out of being horrified by these situations but understanding the justification for it right. and never feeling like either of the people doing these things is a demon. Like they're not doing these for right. the wrong reasons they're doing it. Rose even says this is bigger than you and me. It, it right. doesn't matter well, what they're sacrificing. And
1: that's that to me also is an incredible part of the, the clear, at least I thought a very clear message of this film uh, is uh, a part of at least what they're trying to say is, uh, look guys, Uh, the the genie is out of the bottle with stem cell research. People Mm -hmm. know that there is incredible medicinal possibility in stem cell research. And some people have billions of dollars and think they can do whatever they want. And it's a very clear example because you absolutely know that Rose would be doing this a very legitimate way in a professional laboratory with access to everything she needed if she was allowed to do it that way. But this the, the, the world... It, it's the same idea, weirdly, as prostitution. The only... The, again, because it's going to happen one way or the other, whether you like it or not, this kind of research and work is going to happen... And the only way to be able to do it safely is to allow it to be done legally with some level of oversight. Uh, again, I don't think it's a, a real forward part of the movie. I do think the movie is very much more about motherhood. But I mm-hmm. felt that theme underneath this the whole way. Even right down to, they, it became very explicit uh, when she literally says she's trying to Uh, uh, find a way to extract stem cells from this stuff but she can't do it and that's why the the replacement serum is failing uh it's -hmm. it's every great movie starts with a great script and this movie is fucking brilliantly written it's so good
0: it also has uh oh Okay, I just remembered two scenes. Um, So one scene at the beginning uh, when Rose is talking to her male coworker who says that he has to go see his child uh, because Uh they got a call from the school and she's like, well, where's your wife? Oh, she's already there with him. Okay, so you don't (laughs) need to leave work. You're choosing to. It's such this ice cold reality of Mm -hmm. being committed to a professional setting and saying, no, you're choosing your family over your job. And then later on, Rose is in that predicament of choosing family and connection over her job and trying to figure out like as the person who this was black and white at the beginning of you don't need to leave work you want to leave work and you don't have to so you can't uh like that was so clear to her and now she's in a way messier situation and put in a much bigger version of that um so god i'm looking forward to rewatching this but i did Mm want to give it time to process and come back to it and then the other thing talk about the script holy shit there are some funny moments in this oh my god i'm so glad you hit
1: this i was literally just (laughs) thinking there's one thing in particular that i want to mention but it's going to be about how this movie is also funny
0: I just love, this is the kind of shit that I love. It's when she comes home and the little girl is watching that bird show and she's just turning it off and on and going, and she's like, hello. Like, oh yeah. Like, oh my God, this movie is so fucking, and I would like to masturbate you in the bathroom. Like, they're so,
1: it's so fucking funny. Like he, and, And also, I would like to point out uh, a, a lesser movie would have had that guy just immediately tear off and follow her to the bathroom because, oh, oh, oh that's funny. Uh, but he he has to stand there and think about it for a minute. He's like, am I going to get knifed if I go in there for an H.J.? Uh, but, no, it's so much weirder he than that, smart. my guy. So was, much weirder than that. Smart. Uh yeah. No, that
0: see moral quandary there, right? Uh, like I said, operating in that gray area. A lady at the bar wants to jerk you off in the bathroom. Usually, that's go straight forward. But like this movie is like, what's that gray area, man? There's right. got to be a gray area because we're mm-hmm. operating in this film. It's not just a right. straightforward path. Do you want the HJ that badly? Do you want to get jerked off by a weird lady into a thing that she calls a sex toy, but it's actually Cause...
1: a sperm receptacle? Right. Because she's gonna impregnate herself with it, and then self miscarry the fetus so she can turn it into a serum to bring another little girl back to life. <laughs> are you this are you a- sure you want that hand job my friend?
0: <laughs> yeah. Now uh, you know what? Now that you say that I'm extra hard.
1: Oh god. <laughs> Jesus Michelle. You have been talking to Jeff. Holy fuck.
0: Listen, Good. both of us were drinking before <laughs> before I came to record but, so.
1: No, you you're so right that scene where she's watching the TV and it's, it's surprisingly a perfect example of the comedy rule of three, right? She turns off the TV yep. the first time just without thinking about it and the girl starts to moan and so they turn it back on. And then she turns it off the second time and you're like, okay, she's a scientist. She's looking to see if, if it was just a coincidence or if it repeats itself. And they turn the TV back on. And the third time she turns it off, they change the camera angle just a little bit. And I don't know what it is about that shot. I fucking exploded in my living room. I laughed so goddamn hard uh, because the movie is so bleak and fucked up in, in so many ways uh, that the comedy moments will take you completely by surprise.
0: Uh Oh god, where do I even start with the last of my my things? Um there there are uh along with being very funny moments, there are some really great quotes. Uh some of them we've gotten into, but one of them is such a good throwaway quote that I immediately texted John this earlier and okay. said it when he got home. Uh and it is can I tell you a secret? I'm not getting enough attention. And yes! I want that, that on a girl t-shirt. Was dope. She's so cute. And also she was reading Anansi the Spider, which is a great fucking book. And I'm glad that modern day youth gets to experience it. Um, This was back before I knew where we were getting uh, in this movie because I went, oh, this is going to be like somebody stole the body. And now we're hunting them down and there's like a serial killer or some fucked up thing has happened to right. that
1: corpse.
0: Um, So that was back when I was still taking fun notes. And then it just turned into what the fuck type notes Um, I did write down that Muriel the pig better not die and I, I knew I accepted it I did not expect it to be that bad but again this movie does it so well in that a lot of the horrendous stuff does not happen directly in your face so it's again giving you this really really heavy stuff to process but in a way that allows most people to that happened off screen it was very short it was still horrific, but it was not a long, drawn-out... Like, that wasn't the horrifying moment of it. It right. was the fact that it happened, but you already knew it happened. You didn't have to watch it. Sure. And that's, well, yeah, like, and... the miscarriage, it, it happened so quickly. You see her on the toilet, you see her dumping out the bowl. It's actually very minimal, but then you have to process, like... I know what just happened. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, the
1: movie is, is it, it functions on a number of levels. There, like I said, it does have some very explicit, disgusting uh, body gore going on here—very surgical sort of stuff. Uh, but you're right; it does also do some very subtle things, uh, and and just uh, it's, it's a masterpiece. God damn it! I can't say enough about this movie. One of the the most. Uh, fucked up things about this to me. I think just because after all the blood and and surgery and fucked up stuff like that, we had seen at that point uh, when Rose comes home and s- opens the freezer and they see the little girl eyes wide open, face frozen like Jack Nicholson in the shining fucking... Something about that shot to me was just like another level of, when is this movie going to lighten up? And the answer is never. When I first had that moment when she says to the OBGYN about a half hour into the movie... Uh, that it's not the first time she's been pregnant, I was temporarily worried that that was going to be the big reveal of the movie, and I'd had another kind of saw moment where I I, I just sort of saw it coming way too soon, and I was like, they did it so ham-fistedly, this movie might be terrible, and then they give that to you about five minutes later, and then they give you another one, and another one, and another one. It's just layer upon layer of fucked up and also, like you say, very morally confusing. Uh, I, I I probably repeated myself two or three times at this point. I can't say enough about this fucking movie.
0: One more quote that I did not write down because I was so just taken in by this point. The pen was down. I was absorbed. Um, it's set at the beginning of the movie... When the the pregnant woman, Emily, is on the stretcher and then in the OR. Um, and it doesn't hit until it's said the second time. But when they're saying your baby's going to be okay and she says, what about me? I got emotional. That was the moment where I was like, "This this is where I know they have gone too far. But I don't know how we got here just like they probably don't. And we right? also know because this ends in the way it does, they are not done. This is not going to be the last of their morally confusing path. Um, There will be more moments. She's not just going to be okay and go off to kindergarten tomorrow. Because now, in a perfect case, let's say she does wake up, she's fine. You're going to have to explain that to people. This is not a good future, even if this experiment pays off. You guys are not going to be the ones who benefit from this. Right. It is. Depressing and as
1: fuck. Even, even something fuck. else that I'm just putting together here, like obviously a thing that I immediately thought uh, at, at the end of the film was like, oh, okay, so early on when you're first learning about what's going on here, you think that, oh, Roses is, is some kind of ghoul, some kind of monster, and by the end of it, you know, which one of them is the, like, the real sort of like off the hinges fucking monstrous one, but there's also this arc of, again, and it's, 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 it's the fact that Rose starts to develop her own motherly connection with the child, mm-hmm. uh, she also goes through this reversal arc where she is becoming more able to experience and express certain emotions in more stable ways. And it's so it's that, again, it's a level of that like, yeah, there's bad, but there are, you know, sometimes good things do happen by bad causes. uh, And that makes things really fucking complicated.
0: I do have one hole to poke in the story. Uh And it's because I read the reviews and somebody said something and now I'm not sure about the five skull anymore
1: oh god they said
0: why couldn't they bring the pog back and i know they meant pig uh so why couldn't they bring the pig back and you know what if all of this was done to save muriel yeah no no morally no moral gray area for me do it all muriel did not deserve that oh my god by the way back when i didn't know what this movie was going to be and i heard the little pig tippy tapping away Uh i didn't I I like blinked right at that moment. It happened so fast that I didn't see it was a pig. I just heard the tippy tappies and something like very low to the ground moving off, and I didn't see that it was a pig. I didn't register it was a pig because in my head I saw a person as like a monstrous thing crawling on all, all fours, just tippy tapping their way through the the apartment. I was like, what the fuck? And then when like nobody reacted, I went. I missed something, and I went back, and my brain processed that as like a weird baby tippy-tapping well, around the house. But it, yeah, it was a pig. It was Mariel. She it was also, a normal pig. She was fine. It
1: also visually comes back later in the film when uh, uh, Leela goes crawling through the kitchen to ultimately murder the pig, mm-hmm. right? It's uh, like yeah. same sort of thing, you know, down on all fours, crawling through that, walking through that area, uh, a very, you know, drawing a, a parallel between the two of them. Uh, it's uh this
0: is brilliant, and I yeah, I'm both happy and sad that Laura Moss does not have much on her list so far. Although their list have a short oh there, okay. yeah, they them, them sorry. pronouns. No, that's okay. Wait.
1: I I just happened to read. Uh, uh, the Wikipedia makes it clear that we're using they them pronouns here.
0: Fuck. Well, you know what they say when you assume you make an ass out of JD. <laughs> it wasn't oh, my. Oh wow, pronoun. wow.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, but they have a short called Porn Without Sex, and I'm going to watch that. I don't know if it's going to be as good as Birth Rebirth. But
1: Michelle, uh, yeah. Laura Moss uh, and uh, co-writer Brendan J. O'Brien also have a short that is right now available on the YouTube for Retrospector Films, their company that uh, that produced this film, uh, along with Shudder. It is called, and I watched a minute and a half trailer for it. It's a mockumentary set in the 1960s, and it's called Rising Up, the Story of the Zombie Rights Movement. And I have to watch this immediately as soon as we're done recording this episode, and I get it thrown up for people to listen to. Because the minute and a half trailer that I watched was just like, "Oh my fuck, I have to see this."
0: Oh fuck! Is Laura Moss the new Ari Aster? Where this is their first feature, and now I have to watch all the shorts. I should make it clear. I will do
1: it. I, 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 this, uh, uh, the zombie rights thing is very clearly presented as a more comedic sort of thing. Oh, but then again, I'm just
0: saying that this is an Ari Aster thing, where now I'm getting in there. Oh, I see. Early stages. Yeah. I have seen their only feature length, and now I will see everything going forward in it because oh, I'm a fucking completionist. Nothing wrong with that as long as I'm they keep with making porn good shit. Sex though. Porn Without it Sex great. is a
1: great title. <laughs> it, it sounds so great. Oh, guys, yeah. uh, I hope I you enjoyed this right? film as much as we did. It also currently has an aggregate Five Skull on Shutter. So many Five Skull reviews, just one right after the other here. Uh,. Uh, why couldn't they bring the pog back? I just saw that one too. Oh my god, yeah, that's hilarious. Why they? Uh, not they? There is there is one here it. that I want to point out, uh, not because I think we should be giving these people equal time, but I find it hilarious. Uh, the just the specific comment. Uh, this is a one skull review. It says lasted about 40 minutes and gave up boring and i just want to send that person a reply that says oh man you fucked up because if you had given it about five more minutes it was going to kick in and you missed fucking everything (laughs) so sucks to be you brother (laughs) or sister or whatever you are
0: easily or they're um, I get bored so easily and i this was not boring she was I'm not. i not boarding
1: i was instead of
0: boring he meant to say or they meant to say boarding they're like oh it was so boring because she was I, well and i at home.
1: I, 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 uh, uh, I i see a review like that and of course i immediately assume it's just like oh this guy probably or this uh, this dude person probably just... Here's why I I assume it's probably a dude. First of all, their screen name is kind of a a traditionally male name. But also that comment makes me think that, oh, you just didn't like that this was uh, a movie about mothers and uh, uh, like uh, ethical discussions of uh, abortion and stem cell research rights uh, and a a ultimately just thoroughly feminist film. And that's why you gave up and called it boring. Uh, but uh, Do uh, you know what
0: I will assume about people who give this a one skull? They're dumb. <laughs> well, I will assume that they're pigs. And by that, I mean it literally for once. Justice like, for Muriel.
1: I will assume just they sitting are pogs. Just
0: <laughs> and, and hitting the keyboard with the, the hooves and just like, God damn it, she was the best part of the movie. Not even listed on IMDb. I cared about Muriel Unreal. more than anybody. How,
1: how funny was it that you find out that the pig is named after her mom? Wait,
0: hang on. Muriel the pig is listed on IMDb
1: good call i am anjali
0: lakshmi shri oh i'm so sorry Sri vasan is the name of the pig that played muriel the pig so you know what fuck yeah i love this movie they cur- they created an imdb page for the pig this is the best movie i've ever seen wait a
1: minute i'm on the imdb and i don't see the pig
0: I see Muriel the Pig on IMDb. Oh, wait. I'm on the top cast.
1: Let me bring up the full cast here. Yeah, there
0: is an injustice that Muriel the Pig was not listed as the top cast. Yeah, that's
1: ridiculous.
0: But Anjali Lakshmi, Nivasan, I think.
1: Laura Moss, Brendan J. O'Brien, I think the chances that you're listening are are probably slim, but, you know, we've had some some good response occasionally. If you are, thank you so much for... A fucking phenomenal film that I'm gonna have a real good time uh watching again and sharing soundtrack. with friends.
0: I want this fucking soundtrack the it's song cause so many panic attacks I want
1: it. the song at the end uh that rolls over the credits fucked me up. It's so weird and delightful. I've never heard anything like it. I need uh yeah, I'm with you. I need more. Of the, uh, of the music from this. It's fabulous.
0: Oh. Well, in summary, we have now, this is a, a thing, we have now given, within the span of a month, two Shudder movies perfect scores. They, they're, I'm so happy. They're
1: banging right now.
0: They are banging. more than that guy was banging in the bathroom stall while he was getting <laughs> milked Um, so that a woman could... Cause a pregnancy and abort it. Just Uh, wild. Wild. Yeah. That guy's listed higher than Muriel the pig on IMDb. And the more I think about this, the more pissed off I am. I'm changing it to a two. Two skulls. Justice for Muriel.
1: Justice for Muriel. Well,
0: I think we have exhausted ourselves. I have a half hour to get through today's Duolingo before I lose my Fifteen hundred day street. Yeah, we're
1: uh, Streak. Uh, uh, so. Uh, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you loved the movie as well. Uh, as Michelle mentioned earlier in the episode, no more Shutter original or exclusive releases this month. Uh, so we're going to be doing some some alternate sort of things. Check out WeWatchShudder.com com for the full schedule. It's also available on all of our social medias. Uh, also, just quickly, you guys, if you. Haven't seen it. I've been obsessed for the last week over a movie on Hulu called Ennis, Main, E-N-Y-S space M-E-N. It looks like men. It's pronounced Maine. This movie, I'm going to tell you, I've said it on social media. It's not for everybody. Uh, and I think there's as good a chance that you will not like it as there is that you will. But I would love it if some of you went and watched that movie and came over to a social media and talk with me about it.
0: I will rewatch it. Which also does remind me very quickly that uh, if you don't like that movie or if you like that movie, go talk to JD. And if you liked or disliked this movie, we're fine talking to you about it. People have different opinions on stuff. We For sure. loved it. But you know what? We both loved When Evil Lurks and Not Everybody Loves That. That's fine. If you like horror, you're still my friend unless you're a <laughs> shitty person. If you didn't like Muriel... I'm going to block you. Yeah, sorry,
1: but you, you got to be a pig fan. Michelle, as Mario long as I did it, I, I didn't plan baby. it this way, but have you seen anything recently that you were really taken by that we'll probably end up talking about in detail at the end of the uh, of the month?
0: Completely different from this movie, but fair play.
1: Fair play. On All Netflix. right, I'll put it on my list and try to get it checked out. Guys, it's thanks so much like for thriller tuning in. like
0: drama. If anything. A
1: thriller drama? Great. Wow, you really got me excited now, let me tell you. <laughs> I know.
0: I was very surprised by it. It's on Netflix. We'll talk about it at the
1: recap. Go watch Birth Rebirth. Say goodnight, Michelle.
0: Good night, Michelle.
1: We Watch Shutter is a production of Rat Factory Media. Your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shutter are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shutter the same people? Shut your cakehole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shutter is available free on all major podcast platforms. And the easiest way to support We Watch Shutter is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at WeWatchShutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way, on the web at wewatchshutter.com, or by email at Mail at WeWatchShudder.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it, if you dare.